Crime Alert. I'm Nancy Grace. Breaking crime news now. Heading out for a daddy-daughter breakfast date, Sonny Josephat drives to the Florida home he used to share with his ex-wife. When he gets there, Josephat sees her new husband installing a security cam and becomes enraged. He loads a gun and starts shooting at his ex-wife and her husband, killing them both in front of his daughter who calls 911. Nancy first responders arrived to find the couple dead of multiple gunshot wounds. Joseph Fat had fled the scene and called his pastor to report what he had done before driving to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office and surrendering to authorities. Joseph Fat had a history of showing up to the home unannounced and trying to impose control over his ex-wife. Sonny Joseph Fat now charged two counts of murder. A 700-pound longhorn bull in transit to a New York slaughterhouse escapes, running down the railroad and ending up inside the Newark Penn Rail Station. Terrified commuters scatter, giving the bull and his horns a wide berth. Police try to corral the bull, but after they're charged several times, they give up. Animal Control shoots the steer with a tranquilizer, and he's transported to a cow sanctuary, where he is now named Ricardo. More crime and justice news after this. Now with the latest crime and justice breaking news, Crime Online's John Limley. A man from Vermont with a history of mental health problems and found guilty of using a meat cleaver to kill his wife and injure his mother-in-law is now set to spend at least 27 years behind bars. For details, we turn to Sydney Sumner with Crime Online. During a sentencing hearing that lasted for two days, Ida Garung stated, It was an accident. My mind was not working. A jury found Garung guilty last year of killing his 32-year-old Burlington wife and of attempting second-degree murder in the attack on his mother-in-law just hours after he had checked himself into a nearby hospital for mental health treatment. Garung was charged after the attacks in 2017. However, the county prosecutor dismissed the charges in 2019 after finding evidence that indicated Garung was legally insane at the time. Months later, Republican Governor Phil Scott ordered then-Attorney General T.J. Donovan to reconsider the case, and Donovan refiled the charges. Donovan declared that a jury should decide the question of insanity in order to rebuild public confidence. Garung received a total sentence of 35 years to life in prison, with a portion of his term suspended. Once he has served his sentence, he will be eligible for probationary release. Further charges are being leveled against the 42-year-old son of U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer in relation to the pursuit and collision that claimed the life of a North Dakota sheriff's deputy in December. In addition to being charged with theft, criminal mischief, and reckless endangerment, Ian Kramer, who is currently incarcerated, is accused of stealing a family car and ramming it through the ambulance bay's closed garage door at a Bismarck hospital. Now even more charges have been brought. In connection to the pursuit and collision which occurred December 6th, Kramer had previously been charged in Mercer County with homicide, reckless endangerment, resisting arrest, and narcotics possession, among other counts. Kramer is scheduled for a preliminary hearing on those allegations February 7th. A state district court judge set a $500,000 cash bond on the accusations. In a case built by investigators decades after the crime using genetic genealogy, an Oregon man has been found guilty of murder in the 1978 death of a teen girl in Alaska. Once again, Crime Online, Sydney Sumner. According to our friends with Alaska Public Media, 67-year-old Donald McQuaid has been found guilty in state court of killing 16-year-old Shelley Connolly. The girl's body was discovered close to a highway between Girdwood and Anchorage. 
State troopers in Alaska created a DNA profile using swabs taken from Connolly's body years after her death, but they were unable to find a match. In an effort to identify individuals who have similar genetic makeup, they turned to genetic genealogy testing in 2019. This method entails comparing a DNA profile to known profiles in reference databases. Investigators were eventually able to obtain a DNA sample from McQuaid, who was residing in Alaska at the time of Connolly's death, and they stated that the sample matched the DNA discovered on her body. McQuaid was apprehended in 2019, but the coronavirus pandemic caused his trial to be postponed, much like it did for other people at the time. Throughout the trial, Connolly's body evidence was presented by the prosecutor. However, McQuaid's lawyer, Kyle Barber, informed the jury that the state's case against McQuaid was limited to the DNA evidence alone. He added that DNA evidence that may be connected to two other people was also discovered by investigators in the case. McQuaid's sentencing is scheduled for April 26th. Thanks, John. Danielle Rico briefly visits with her mom one afternoon, showing her newly repaired car. Danielle had a man with her she introduced as a friend. Her mom worries when she hasn't heard from Danielle in nearly two weeks. Reaching out to Danielle's boyfriend, he says they broke up. And Danielle moved out with her two teen daughters. The mom reports her missing. Cops also speak with the ex. He admits he sold Danielle's car and has been using her debit card. Cops get in touch with a man with whom she was last seen, Randy, and he tells several different stories about where he last saw her. In the first few months after her disappearance, friends continue to get Facebook messages from her, but her mom says they were odd. She doesn't believe Danielle sent them. Danielle Rico now missing over a year. If you have info on this mom of two, Danielle Rico, please call Riverside Sheriff's 800-950-2444. For the latest crime and justice news, go to CrimeOnline.com. With this Crime Alert, I'm Nancy Grace.